Hey everybody, just a heads up. I was having some audio issues with my microphone. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the sound quality is just not very great, but it's a pretty rad episode either way. So uh, I'm sorry you have to sit through it, but you know what? I hope you enjoy it. Now here's all about M&Ms. Yum. They melt in your mouth, not in your hand. We're talking M&Ms. Hit it. The first case of mad cow disease was discovered. A Thundercats costume was $11.99. Smoking is banned on all public transportation in the U.S. And Mars launches their holidays chocolate candies for their M&M's line. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now joining me is a Totally Rad Christmas all-star. You'll know him as the host of the Dope Christmas Podcasts podcast, Sean Sotka. Sean, how's it going? Great, Jerry. How you doing? You know, I'm doing all right now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, now, now you got my sweet tooth going with what we're talking about today. <laughs> well, then, mission accomplished, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than that is listening to Glenn Warren's uh, Seasons Eatings podcast. That makes you just absolutely hungry. Oh, I know. I know. Every single time I listen to it, I want like just a bunch of different variations of everything he's talking about. So on the cranberry one, I mean, I wanted, you know, not only the cranberry sauce, but my wife makes like a cranberry orange uh, breakfast bake that we have for Christmas morning, like every year. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted that. I mean, just so many things uh, that I just, yeah, it's so mouthwatering. And so when I had, you know, I was thinking, what could I do? that really speaks to Christmas that's food, but you know, that won't step on anyone's toes. And I thought M&Ms, they, you know, in the eighties, they brought back certain things and, and they invented certain other things and which we'll get into in a bit, but you know, that just kind of latched onto it. And then of course my love for M&Ms. Yeah. Uh, and they melt in your mouth, not in your hand. And they you definitely know, melt in your mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in your hand, but <laughs> it depends, depends on how, on how hot your hand is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I've, I've proven that theory wrong a few times when I was a kid. Me too, too especially in South off. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even up here in Wisconsin where it's cold, I've done that. I'm like, oh, my hand's all greasy now. <laughs> well, they don't melt as easily. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No. <laughs> so what is... um. You know, when, when I asked for, for people to, you know, for volunteers to come and be on my show for M&M's, you right away, you thought, I want to do that one. And so what is it about M&M's? Like, what's your history with it? Or what are your general thoughts on it? I've always remembered having M&M's throughout. I mean, that was like a standard snack for me. I always picked those up because obviously the, the milk chocolate was great. And mm-hmm. and so always growing up, I had that. And then it's always been a staple at holidays, either it be Easter or Christmas, like Christmas, you get the candy cane full of M&Ms. I would always get that in my stocking. Yes, and us too. <laughs> it, and then at Easter, you get those little uh, eggs full of M&Ms and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it, it's been, a, it's been a staple. My mom used to bake cookies 
and put like a little M&Ms on top of it and, and all that stuff. And now even, even to this day, my, my wife will make uh, circle pretzels. She'll put a, a Hershey's hug on it and then you get an M&M on top. It's like all like reindeer noses or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So those are really good. So and it's just, just been a staple my whole life. That's cool. Yeah. The, and you know what? A lot of what you said resonated with me because it was almost exactly the same. So um, growing up, you know, going to the movies, we would have M&Ms, you know, and of course in the movie theater, it's the box. Um, yep. And, you know, so when times were a little bit harder, then sometimes we would sneak in our M&Ms, but uh, you know, we always <laughs> had M&Ms. And then um, same thing in our in our stocking, we'd get that candy, you know, it was like a hollow candy cane and it was full of M&Ms at the bottom and that top was usually red, uh, yep. you know, where the Crozier part is. And, uh, and then, yeah, later on, as we grew up, we'd get the, with the M&M minis, the, the little smaller tubes. Sometimes we have those as well in our stocking. And, uh, I mean, it was always just one of those things where my aunt Rosie, um, my mom's sister, she's the one that would always give us M&M stuff. So it was usually like a little trinket of M&Ms, the dispensed M&Ms, or I think I had like a big M&M. I think it was uh, the blue one when, um, when that was popular. Yep. And, you know, it was in the mid nineties when, when they ran that promotion and he came out and, and still, even, even as an adult in the, in the two thousands and 2010s, I'd still get something M&Ms, which is cool. I love M&Ms. So, I mean, they're, you're right. They're tasty, they're chocolate, uh, but they have that little coat of sugar on it. That's blends with that semi-sweet chocolate that just makes it work. I think. Oh yeah. It'll satisfy the sweet tooth in anybody. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And the thing with, thing with those uh, candy canes too, you destroy the container trying to get that little top off to get to the M and M's too, because you can never get the the whatever <laughs> they taped it up with off. So I'd always they twist it off, and I'd like, break half of the thing out, and then oh, I got to eat the whole thing. Yeah, oh darn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what we used to do is I would just take my nail and like slice where I would find the separation. I tried doing that, and it never worked for me. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Maybe I just have sharp nails. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I would do that and then just kind of twist off. And, um, so now when my kids sometimes get them because we don't let them eat a lot of sugar, you know, they'll have some of it. And, you know, I might have a handful here and there and then I might have another handful somewhere else. And so, <laughs> so the kids are going, what happened to all my M&Ms? Oh, you must eat them all. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> ah, you ate them all already. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, they were always one that uh, we had to have. So every Christmas, my mom would make the same thing, the Christmas uh, M&M cookies, and she would put the, the M&Ms on top as well. So she would mix it in the batter and then have special ones on top. And then eventually, later on, when M&Ms started coming out with like the pastel colors for Easter and you mm-hmm. know the Halloween colors, things like that, then we would uh, we would use those. And so we would just make them for pretty much any any holiday. And so for us, they just kind of became a holiday cookie, which I thought, you know, why not? If, if we have it for Christmas, you know, Christmas is great and special. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, I love the M&Ms. Let's get as many as we can. And so that kind of became our thing. Right, exactly. And you get M&Ms and trail mix and stuff like that, too. You get that salty and sweet together. And the, oh, just so the perfect, just the perfect ratio is what it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you got to have the salty. You got to have the sweet. Um, my wife especially really digs the salty sweet combo and i'm okay with just the sweet sometimes but you know oh yeah but Gotta yeah have the sweet. yeah exactly and when you're at the movie theater you know you have your your popcorn and and your m&ms and maybe a coke because i always like to have my m&ms with the coke if i can mm-hmm. it's just something about it that it's different from like a regular chocolate bar 
I mean, I love like a Hershey's bar. That's that's good stuff too. I love a Reese's Pieces, but for some reason the M and M's, it's that that little candy shell. It just makes it like a little bit more magical almost. You, you get a little crunch, and it's not too much of a crunch like it would be like with a nut or anything like that. I mean, if you really want it, you could get the peanut M and M's, but. Um, it's just that little bit of a crunch and a little bit of a hard candy around the the milk chocolate. That's just, it makes it magical. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, especially when uh, in, you know, 86, well, and here it kind of depends on, on which uh, website you go to. I've, I've tried deep diving into the research here and it seems like no one can quite figure out because not even on the M&M's official website does it have the exact date, but they introduced their holidays chocolate which is just M&Ms in red and green with little mm-hmm. little Christmas trees, or I think there was even a little candy cane on it. And so according to some, it seemed like it was 85 and some 86. And so, you know, when that came out, it, it was in the mid eighties. And so it just, it made it even more special because it was almost like it was just for Christmas. It was just that time, you know? And so, so it just, there was something about it. It was, it was that scarcity and it just, Oh man, I loved it so much. Right. Yeah. The, when they came out with just the red and green for the Christmas, that obviously being Christmas colors that they are, it just it made them more magical. And obviously, like you said, they put that little tree on and it's just mm-hmm. yeah, speaks it was, Christmas left and right. Exactly. Yeah. Especially because at the time it had been about a decade since they had produced a red colored M&M, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't dive that deep into it. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. So. And when you when you when you first said M and M's on there, uh, I don't know what I was thinking of, of the the characters they have now, like red and yellow. Oh yeah, but those are from the nineties. Those are from sure like the mid nineties, yeah. and that's the commercials that I was thinking of. But then you sent me the links to the commercials there, and I was like, oh okay, now I remember those. <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. Those actually did okay. Those and they brought just watching those brought back the feels. And like I said before too, there is a major rabbit hole just with Christmas commercials, period. Because I, I, I went to YouTube and I said 80s Christmas commercials and I found like four different videos that are at least an hour long each of just Christmas commercials, including the M&Ms. But uh, then you get into other stuff, you get into like the Hershey's chocolate, you get into the Oreos, you get, oh man, and just some of those are just like brought me back to just sitting down watching, you know, the specials like Charlie Brown Christmas and, Garfield and all that and seeing these commercials inter- intertwined in there. And it's just, yeah, it gets you all the feels, especially since we had snow up here yesterday. Well, see, that's amazing. Um, yesterday, I think the low was like 74. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I like being up here. <laughs> that's, it's tough to get into the Christmas feels with that. Although these commercials will definitely do that for you. That is definitely true. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I can't wait to get into the commercials, but let's talk a little bit just about history of M&M's. So even though officially they didn't come out till 1941, uh, it, they actually got the idea of the Mars company and it was, it was Forrest Mars senior in particular. He got the, um, the idea from a candy called Smarties. It was like a, a British made candy. Mm-hmm. He saw that during the Spanish civil war, they had, they would uh, eat them. And that way that it was like a, a little quick boost of energy because it was you know chocolate but this way that candy shell kind of helped prevent it from melting so he immediately brought it home started working on some things and in 1941 obtained a patent to do this hard panning that's what they call it in its particular way where they make a syrup that envelops the actual 
you know, product, whether it's chocolate or a nut or anything, and then mm-hmm. it dries. And you can have a soft panning or a hard panning. So a soft panning would be something like a jelly bean. Whereas okay. the hard panning is the M&M. It's, it's literally like just a little thin coating of sugar that's hardened, which I thought was kind of cool. And so it was that coating that helped prevent it from melting really fast. And so they lasted longer. They, uh, the soldiers could eat it and things like that. And so when they first came out during World War II, because it was, you know, in the 40s, it was exclusively sold to the United States Army. <laughs> which, you know, nowadays you think about, like, what? That doesn't happen. And no way. But for, back then it was, you know, they saw what it did to, to the, the other army. And so they thought, okay, we'll do it. We'll do that too. So they, it was exclusively sold to the army. And then eventually there was such a demand that they decided to go ahead and mass produce it and, and allow everyone else to do it. With the army too. I mean, at that time it was during almost World War II when there was coming out. And so, I mean, obviously they're in demand to get something to the troops. So that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So they had to expand from, um, let's see, New Jersey and Tennessee factories. And from there in 1949, because now it was open to the public in order to get people to buy it, they had to come up with a tagline. And that's where we get the uh, melts in your mouth, not in your hand tagline, which pretty much has endured. <laughs> yeah, it's still still to this day. But obviously they haven't had like five-year-old kids hang on to them for like five minutes in a closed fist. So to to prove that theory wrong but i mean for the for the most part i mean it is correct because if you don't have it in an enclosed sweaty little palm they do they don't really don't melt that that easily no they don't which is it's really quite a good feature and that's kind of one of the reasons i always like the m&ms the only other time i've really seen them melt without someone you know gripping it tight in their fist was when i left it like all day in my car in the summertime so summertime in texas in a car anything's gonna melt any everything will melt yes yeah people melt when you get inside you could have a three inch slag of steel and it'll be melted you leave it in a (laughs) car in texas for an hour it's true true story yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so in 1950 they started printing the m on it and it was black originally which again i didn't know and then in 54, they changed it to white. But in 54 was when they came out with their peanut M&M. And uh-huh. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, their big seller. And that was originally tan, as far as I know. And then, of course, we get a few other things throughout the decades. But it really wasn't until the 70s that we hear, like, the big thing. And in the 70s, especially 76, there was, like, a big scare about red dye number two. And there's, oh, yeah. there's a reason I'm going from down this long rabbit hole about M&M history. And it's red dye number two. They they considered it carcinogenic and so anything associated with it was pulled and apparently m&ms you know mars actually didn't use red dye number two on their red m&ms but they didn't want to be associated with it so they pulled Mm -hmm. the color red from their their lineup even if they don't use it the public's still going to see oh it's red red coloring it's got to be that red dye number two that's exactly right they didn't want to have it by association so for nearly a decade it wasn't until um until 86 that we first start to hear well 85 or 86 depending on on who you believe where (laughs) they decided to do the the holidays chocolates which were m&ms but instead of an m on it it had as i mentioned the christmas tree and the candy cane you know i think there was even a stocking on, on later on but it was all that they kind of sparked renewal of it and there's in fact there's this uh this one gentleman here, um, <laughs> they call him the torchbearer, Paul Hethman. He was at college, and so it was a 
1982. And so he started essentially a petition to bring back M&Ms and he kind of got the ball rolling. And it was largely because of him and his whole movement that they brought back that red. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Just some guys wanted the red back. Yep. That's back before the days of the internet too. So, I mean, that that's pretty big movement. You can get a big company to do that be when they, you don't have a, have social media around where you can actually talk to big companies halfway across the world. In yeah. Two seconds. You, you're right. When you think about it like that, I mean, it really is quite a feat. And then eventually they got a call on January 9th, 1987, that officially M&Ms were going to be uh, produced in the regular packages again, the red M&Ms. And so by this time, of course, they realized the red dye number two was not carcinogenic. And so uh, it was okay to bring it back. And, you know, a lot, a lot of that was just because of uh, that gentleman right there. So, yeah, that's a kind of a crazy feat to be able to say, yeah, I was, you know, I, I did it. And so, you know, they called him to right away. He, he wanted his red M&M. So he, he called up the company and they, they sent him 50 pounds worth of red m and Wow. Uh, diabetes in a bag. <laughs> there, there you go. Wilford, <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Um, <laughs> and I, the funny thing is, is I was born in 73 dating myself as always. And, um, I don't ever remember a time without red M&Ms. I guess I'm just, my long-term memory is just that bad or I just ate them so fast. I didn't even realize there was no red M&Ms in them. Right. Well, I remember there used to be tan. Yeah, I do remember the tan ones. Mm -hmm. And so the the tan kind of disappeared when the blue came out. Okay. And then the blue disappeared for a little while, didn't it? Well, there was also a dark brown one that, uh, Oh yeah. That, is kind of been off and on as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And of course now they have all sorts of colors, all sorts of flavors. So one of the things I really like, and you know, we'll get into the commercials in a bit, but one of the things I really like is all the new flavors for each holiday. So for Halloween, mm-hmm. they'll do like a candy corn flavor, which, which was with a uh, white chocolate. It was very sweet, but I like, yeah, it. I'm not a huge candy corn. I like that. Uh, we, we saw on discord, somebody said they like it with like, nuts or something. I, I, I don't mind like peanuts and candy corn that I do like, cause you get the salting and salt and sweet. Yeah. Tempers it. Can, the candy corn. I think I ate too much of it as a kid and I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> no, that I definitely understand. Uh, I really do like candy corn because my grandpa, before he passed away, he used to take me to the store and he would always have a bowl of candy corn there for me. So whether we walked and got it or if, if we were just visiting, he got it beforehand. There was always a bowl of candy corn. So for me, it kind of holds that special place because he passed away when I was four as well. Yeah, that pretty pretty big nostalgia for something like that. I, it, I, that's, I, yeah, I, exactly. I can understand that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they have the, I think this last Halloween, they had a, it was almost like a Cocoa Krispies kind of texture inside, almost like a Nestle Crunch. Oh, okay. Inside. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have had something like that once. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I actually and, quite enjoyed it. And then we just recently we found what was it like a, a cookies and cream M mm-hmm. M&M. Yep, I've had those. Those those are dangerous. <laughs> I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there was a the one that I really liked was the the pumpkin one, pumpkin spice one or pumpkin pie one. I, I don't remember if it was pumpkin spice I, or pumpkin pie. I'm not brave enough to try. I, I'm very particular about pumpkin. I mean, I can eat pumpkin bars, but I'm not a huge big pumpkin spice and big pumpkin spice fan that might get me uh added at quite a bit but i gotcha yeah for me i i didn't mind it if it's new flavor of m&ms i want to try it so 
Uh, I, I've tried just about all of them. They had a great one like five or six years ago. It was a hot chocolate one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was good. See, now they have a hot cocoa one, which has white chocolate and milk chocolate. Ooh. And the other one didn't. It was just, it was kind of spiced with, a, I think, a little bit of cinnamon, although they also do have cinnamon M&Ms, which I thought, think are amazing. But, cinnamon M&Ms? Yeah, those are really good. Surprisingly good. Okay, I'm not a huge cinnamon fan, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they also, of course, have the holiday mint, the white chocolate mm-hmm. peppermint, and all sorts of Christmas and, and themed. Like each holiday kind of has its own new flavor. And right. I, I'm, I just enjoy, as soon as I see it at Target or Walmart, I got to buy a bag. And normally I'll have a few just to kind of get the feel for it. And then we'll make cookies with the rest. Some of them work really well. Some of them, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the pumpkin spice one, you got to find the right cookie for that to, to mix in pretty well. It was, yeah, we, we tried it. We liked the M&M. We didn't really like it in the cookie. So then my wife actually added some pumpkin spice to the recipe. And it actually made it quite tasty after that. So so that made it's it got, work. We just got, got to be the right cookie. Yeah, exactly. We just kind of leaned into it a little hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of those where... Each time they come out with a new flavor, I just, I have to try it right away. Yeah, I'm not so adventurous with that. I'm old school that way and keep me with my chocolate. I mean, I like, I like the, the peanut butter M&Ms. I mean, those those, are good. Those are dangerous for me, but I haven't tried like the hazelnut. I'm not too, too adventurous outside of like the peanut, the peanut butter and the the regular M&M. Although the cookies and cream one, that was a, that was a really good one. Yeah, they have all sorts of flavors. The um, nowadays they, the crispy M M&M, and M that was kind of run as a promotion, mm-hmm. and, and now they brought that. it back permanently. So that one's there. The pretzel M and M's are pretty good. That kind of has that that salty sweet combo. Yeah, I, I, I I'm hit and miss with pretzels. I mean, I do like my my wife's reindeer noses that I talked about earlier mm-hmm. with the her, with the the um, Hershey's hug, and then the M M&M and M on top. But yeah, pretzels and, and, and the chocolate. Uh, it's hit and miss with me. Well, I, I will admit I'm a big chocoholic. We, my family come from a long line of sweet tooths or sweet teeth, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I love the, the chocolate covered pretzels and things like that. So when they had the pretzel, I mean, I kind of jumped at that. It was the almond one. And I know my, my aunt is a big fan of almonds. So she would eat those. My mom loves the peanut M&Ms. She could eat those like all the time. If she, if she could, so, you know, it's, it's one of those where in our family, we were kind of split down the middle pretty much with peanut, you know, half were peanut, half were the plain, although now they changed the name to milk chocolate, but, but back right. in the day they were called plain. It was plain, yep. <laughs> plain M&Ms. Yeah, I'm, I'm plain. I like the plain. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a plain person too. Pretty, <laughs> but that's pretty, okay. Pretty vanilla. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> pretty chocolate, I guess. <laughs> well, you could say that too. <laughs> But what about uh, these commercials? Do you remember these commercials quite a bit? I I I didn't when I just saw the link and saw the picture of it. But once the music started playing and then I see the pictures actually roll through instead of a still, yeah, I, I remember seeing these in between specials like uh, Garfield's Christmas special and the the Peanuts special, Charlie Brown Christmas and all those and just watching like even like Rudolph and all them. The thing I regret the most is I would videotape those 
specials for videotape and then I pause on the commercials because being young and dumb, oh, yeah. I, I didn't want the commercials in there. I didn't want to have to fast forward. But man, those commercials, like I, I went down a rabbit hole with these commercials here and like I said, found those hour long com- commercials for Christmas and it's like brought back all the feels, all the memories, all the, the great times of Christmas and just sitting down watching with, with my brother and my dad and my mom just watching Christmas specials with the tree on and also remembering that if you had to go to the bathroom, you waited for a commercial <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then run back and hopefully you didn't miss a good commercial in the meantime. Well, when you're a kid, you don't care about the commercials, but they do tend to stick with you. They do. You're right. You're right. So the orange color was introduced in 76 and in 1980, that's when they introduced the M&Ms to Australia, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, you know, a lot of Europe, Hong Kong, um, Japan. So, I mean, it was like a huge market. So they changed their slogan, although they still kept the melt in your mouth, not in your hands as part of it. But they, they started emphasizing a new slogan, which, which was all the world loves M&Ms. And that's what a lot of those that's, commercials were, those early ones. Right. Those are the ones that we, we that you sent me there. All the world loves M&Ms. They had the... The 60-second and the 30-second commercial with that. That's right. That yeah, so these were, these were shot in 82, and apparently, and I didn't even know that there was a 60-second one, so uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention. But the, Like I said, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's literally just, uh, they're singing the song, and it's, you know, and of course, they get into the, the melody, you know, all the world loves M&Ms and so on and mm-hmm. so on. But it's just it's a lot of images of Christmas and everything I I see about it is very Christmassy. You know, there's there's the little children there around the tree. And it's just it's a beautiful tree with with the warm white colors. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you get you get the sleigh, the horse drawn sleigh the horse, the, yep. coming up to the house. You, the kids all around the tree snuggling with their moms and snacking on M&Ms and. Yeah, it's it's just those warm Christmas feels, which you, the old nostalgic of how family Christmas is, which in reality never really happens that way. But (laughs) it's what everybody thinks of with Christmas, and that that just even holding those images in your heart, even though it doesn't happen for you, that's what makes Christmas so special too. You're right. You're right. And in between all of that family time, you'll see. the bag of M&Ms being poured into someone's hand. and <laughs> But the horse-drawn carriage, I really liked, uh, or I guess it's a sleigh. I really enjoyed it because, like, the edges are outlined in lights as well. Yep. And so that's something, being, of course, from Texas, we don't really have, we don't really have the sleigh being pulled by a horse mm-hmm. in, in the snow. So the most we have is, uh, like, a hayride type thing. So it's it's really not the... I mean, it's something kind of foreign, something that we always dream of, but we don't really mm-hmm. experience. And so to see that with the, the the lights around it, and then knowing that it's you know it's cold and it's just something you can snuggle up with a blanket, it just it makes it even more special. And so to right. me, it, it's one of those like, wow, that's Christmas. Just like you mentioned, you know, it's one of those things that never really happens, but that's kind of what you imagine. Yeah, even up here with the snow. I mean, I've up here in Wisconsin, I've yet to see a sleigh drawn by horses. We we go. Used to, one place we used to get our Christmas like Christmas shoes that used to have um, like like a hayride. It would be a horse drawing a a trailer that you sit in, but it, it's not a sleigh. It, it's 
uh, they're on wheels and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I've never been on a, on a actual sleigh drawn by a horse, but uh, yeah, like I said, those, those are your images, a horse drawn sleigh. I mean, you've got songs about it. Like, yeah. Like, Would you uh, say it's Jingle a one horse open sleigh? <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah no, we're going to get there eventually. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, th- those are the images that between songs and, nostalgia and somebody i mean mainly songs because songs seems to always leave an imprint mm-hmm. on your mind same thing with these commercials it's those songs that's what brought me back oh yeah i remember these commercials those images are brought brought back by the song um that that's what set those imprints and, and creates that nostalgia even if you don't necessarily have experienced it live it's just the images relations even on a, a video you see that mm-hmm. brings those bring those about Yes, exactly. I mean, and same thing. I didn't remember really the actual images, but as soon as I heard the song, I I knew it, and it brought me back to sitting and and like you said, watching the spe- Christmas special, and this was one of the commercials that was played, or or sometimes mm-hmm. when my parents uh, would watch their 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 TV shows like Trapper John and you know, things like that. Oh, Trapper John! I forgot about that show. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Oh, Man, yeah. you bring back everything for me with your <laughs> podcast. This is great. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was a teenager in the 80s, but that, still those hit home for me. So, because I don't remember much before 1980 personally, really. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, they would watch those, you know, Moonlighting. And every time they would have, of course, close to Christmas, they would have some of these commercials. And so we even get, of course, the image at the end with Santa flying in his sleigh which I thought mm-hmm. was really nice. And that was on the 60. That, that wasn't in the 30, in right, the 30 seconds. That was in the 61. So. That's right. That's in the longer cut. Pretty typical when you think about it. There's usually you'll see like in the Super Bowl, you'll see the longer version of it. And then mm-hmm. when it's aired after that, there's like a very cut down version of a commercial. You right. Know? Yep. Yep. You get, you get the long commercial. And once the big one goes through, um, then they usually condense it down to a 30. You could, Mainly, it's because it's cheaper to run a thirty than it right. is a sixty. That's right. So. Yeah, especially and of course in the Super Bowl, you you know that's like very high, uh, oh, yeah. very high traffic there. So of course people are going to be watching it, but you know you never know who's going to be watching what, you know, on every day. So of course you'd just want something less expensive, something shorter, just get your point right. across. And so it does make sense that there's a 60, ver- 60 second version and a 30 second version of this as well. But yeah, the Santa waving at the end, and then we have the, the bag of plane and the bag of peanut right underneath. And you know, it's a, you know, all the world loves M&Ms. And I think it's- and you get that great announcer voice, which I don't have that nice baritone, smooth voice that just talks about melts in your mouth, but not in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just all those cozy, warm feels. It really is. And and the Santa, I mean, I really like the Santa. I mean, he doesn't really say anything. It's just kind of a show. But his his costume, his his outfit, I don't know what you call it, his Santa suit, it, it looks authentic. He looks authentic. It's not um, a lot of, I mean, it just, it doesn't look cheap, essentially, which I really yeah. enjoyed. So So they didn't skimp out on the Santa. Yeah, but right before that, though, before they show that, it was actually looks almost like a stop motion Santa. Right oh, before on that, the, uh, on the sleigh, yeah, I did. Yeah, notice it that looks too. like it's stop motion. It's either something you'd see from a Rankin Bass, um, or even, or maybe like, a Will Vinton claymation. <laughs> Will Vinton claymation, or, or they can do the opening for Christmas Vacation. 
I mean, I know that's animated. I mean, it's kind of got like a mix of all those together. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because later on, Will Vinton in the 90s, he ended up doing the uh, computer-generated versions of the M&Ms. So he was responsible for the red and yellow, which most people think of now. Right, yeah, that's 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 where I went. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, yeah, when I said M&Ms, I knew, of course, we're going to have to talk about it, you know, especially John Lovitz and John Goodman as their original voices. I mean, that's... That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> of course they, they do mind. exist. They, that's, that's right. <laughs> and then of course they changed it so that now it's, um, Oh gosh, what's his name? Billy. J- um, JK Simmons is the voice of JK Simmons is yellow. Yeah. It's Billy oh, West yeah. and JK Simmons. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's, you know, they kind of, I mean, you would think John Goodman to JK Simmons is a step down, but you know, JK Simmons is an Oscar winner. So I, I think that's a, a I actually think that's a parallel move. I think so too. John, they just kind of John sp- Goodman's got a really good voice. You like him like in Monsters Inc. And there was a, I think it was a Rudolph remake. It was more of a computer generated that had oh, one yeah. for Christmas time in the, the toy John Good, Yeah. Or something like that. And John Goodman was the Santa. I do believe. Could be. I know he was, uh, wasn't he in Frosty Returns? Yes, the unofficial yes, sequel to yep, mm-hmm. and then you got J.K. Simmons in the new. I think it was was it last year or twenty eighteen? I think it was twenty eighteen. Klaus came out, and he yeah, portrays Klaus. And uh-huh. I was watching that a few times this year. And J.K. Simmons has the line in there: um, "One spark of kindness uh, sparks another. An act of kindness sparks another." Uh-huh. And just his voice saying that is just one of those just I love that I love that line. So I think it was a lateral move to go from John Goodman to J.K. Simmons, really. I think you're right. Yeah. John Lovitz to Billy West. Well I think Billy West is a better um voice actor than John Lovitz is. John Lovitz is a, a great comedian. You know, I liked him on Saturday Night Live. I, I've liked him on his other movies even though they're they're mostly terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well he's more of a visual comedian too. Yeah, versus, it, versus vocal. You're right. A lot of it's kind of in his expressions and everything as well. Right. So uh, at least with with Fry, I'm just going to call him Fry. At least with Fry, he, uh, he you get that real seasoned voice actor, so he can emote with just his voice, which I think is is a big part of what makes these characters tick because their facial expressions, you know, are all of course animated. Right. And of course, with motion capture now, I mean, you could probably get John Lovitz to do it, and then just put it up on the on the screen so who knows yeah you're yeah that's exactly right man are we on a tangent <laughs> we, you know, it's not a podcast if you don't go on a tangent <laughs> like i said this whole thing's a rabbit hole and we've been hitting them tonight we have but it's it's been fun because they all still kind of relate oh the, yeah the next one that i really enjoyed was um with the little girl 87 that era yep and so again, depending on which version you clicked on, it's either from 86 or 87. And that's, it's got the little girl sitting on Santa's lap and it's, it's all about the holidays chocolates. And so right. literally it's just an M and M, but instead of an M on it, it has, it has the Christmas tree or, or, you know, the little other Christmas symbol. So it's not like it's anything different, but they were marketing it as holidays chocolates. And so they yeah. came out with them at Christmas and then eventually they came out for one for some for Easter. Yeah, in the in the whole commercial too, you don't hear them say M and M's. You just it's always holidays chocolates, holidays mm-hmm. chocolates. 
but near the end there, they do show the bag. You can see an M&M up on the bag, which yep. is how you know it's M&M. But, I mean, when I first saw this on replay now, I'm like, okay, are you sure those M&Ms? And then I had to watch it a few times. Okay, there's the M&M on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's the internet. It, it's the internet. You know, like Abraham Lincoln said, you can trust any anything on the internet is real. <laughs> he did say that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on the internet. It must be true. Exactly. <laughs> but so, but yeah, so the, yeah, those those actually were M and M's, and I actually remember having those M and M's during Christmas too. In that time, I would have been uh, fourteen at the time. So I remember so, them yeah. too because that's when my mom. Instead of just making regular M&M cookies, she started making them with the red, those particular ones. It was only red and green. It had the special Christmas logo on it. And mm-hmm. it felt special because it was all about Christmas. And right. at that time, this was still, you know, when they first came out, it was before we started making M&Ms for every holiday. It was really just the M&M cookies for Christmas. So now it was even more special because you really got the Christmas things in there, you know, so that the, the iconography was, was just, mm-hmm. it abounded. I don't think they package them like that anymore. I think it's just that you can get just a red and green M&M in a package, but they have the M's on them. They don't have those little decals. That's if I'm true. Not mistaken. So yeah. that's, that's kind of sad. I mean, it would be nice to have those, those little decals back on. I mean, you, you can get just red and green M&Ms at Christmas. I mean, they, they still do that type of a packaging. They just don't put the, the, they just put the M on there instead of the, the holiday print. Yeah. I, and I know exactly what you mean. It's, it is a little disappointing because it was something kind of exciting about seeing the, the special logo on it. And, you know, it's just now they're regular M&Ms. But it's still cool. They're still red and green. So, so well, they're still like I said, or red, green, yeah. and white, depending on which one you go with. Yeah, depending upon the flavor too. So, um, but uh, yeah, you can get. So, I mean, you still get a package together where, in a normal package of M and M's, you have at least four different colors. So, that's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I really like that uh, in this commercial. It's a little girl. She's sitting on Santa's lap, and she says, "My mom got got these, you know, and everybody ate them, but I saved a bag for you." You know, so I I really like that. And of course, she's pouring it. She's got this big old bag in her hand. I mean, it's very unrealistic, but as a commercial, I think it works because it's very cute. She's she's got to be mm-hmm. what like four or five, and then she well, pours, maybe six, maybe six, yeah. And she, you know, Santa holds out his hand and she pours the M and M's into his glove, and then we get this. Yeah, and just the right amount so it doesn't pour over from that big bag. Yeah, that's <laughs> very realistic from a five year old. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because they wouldn't dump a whole thing all over the place, and then you're picking up M and M's. Yeah, they you wouldn't be they wouldn't be melting in your lap or anything. Yeah, just don't forget to throw out the W's. That's all. <laughs> you can do that, but uh, <laughs> you know, depending, it, it might take you a while to find them all, or the threes or the E's. Something like yeah. Anything if it doesn't say M, you got to throw it out. Got to throw it out. Yeah, I usually <laughs> would throw it out into my mouth. <laughs> Ten second rule. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, then you get this nice, I mean, it's just, it's kind of odd because instead of coming out of a bag, they're actually being dropped. It's it's a great image. It's just like a black screen and the M&Ms, the red and green are being dropped into the bag. So it's like filling the bag. So it's, it is kind of different. It's, of course, it's slow motion. And then and, we get, and the, they're going, and, and they're going from the chocolate to getting their covering on it. Yeah, which that's kind of cool. So I guess it's, I guess in this case, it's just about like the process. And yeah, there's still the M&Ms. Here's their coating. 
kind of a thing. Yep, and, and it's just red and green. It's the holiday. It's the holiday candies. The so. holidays candies. That's exactly the holidays chocolates. But then we get to the the cutest gag, which is, <laughs> you know she said, "Now let's I got this little it. list here. <laughs> <laughs> Three like miles a scroll. long. <laughs> it's like an ancient yep. scroll that she unwinds, and it just." keeps going and going and going <laughs> and then on discord i know they were talking about this was it no i think it was on facebook they said no well, just do what lucy did it sends 10s and 20s yes they did mention that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we'll be getting into all that as well i can't, I can't wait um uh, i want to read what some of the listeners have said about it because it was kind yep. of exciting to see the response it was quite a few. oh yeah that was, was that was that was some really neat responses there sure were yeah and of course, at the very end, we get, and it's it's staged very well. We get the bowl. It's of course, it's always that clear dish full of of the red and green, and then it says you know, M and M's, holidays, chocolates, on a nice wooden surface because you know it was the eighties. With it was a nice now, holly holly leaf and holly berries. That's exactly right. And then at the very bottom, the tagline: you know, There's nothing like the holidays for your holidays. That's There's right. nothing like holidays. Nothing for like your holidays, holidays for your holidays. Yes. Yep. So clever. I mean, they had a great marketing team and, and they really have, if you think about it, throughout their run, because they had the, in the sixties, they had the black and white characters and, but it was still, mm-hmm. you know, just the peanut and the, and the, the plane. So that that's yep. like their flagship characters, I guess, their main guys. Yeah. You got the peanut plane. I mean, they have that today too with red mm-hmm. and yellow. Red and um, yellow. Yep. And I saw going down that rabbit hole, I saw a commercial for just a regular commercial for M&Ms that was actually a hand drawing one. Yes. Cartoon. TVs. Yep, and they had, yep. In one, the executive peanut woke up. It was just the peanut without the the chocolate or the coating. Dove into a pool, and there was no chocolate, and then there was no coating. And he wakes up. So I mean, that's like really vintage M M&M and M commercials there. Mm-hmm. I did so. see that one too. And then we kind of get to. An, I mean, again, there's there's a lot of commercials, and we'll we'll talk about at all but in in the 80s it was another one that i really remember where they um you know grab on to that m&m feeling that was like their the theme so this one was from 1987 but a lot of the images were from that earlier you know 82 83 era is what i noticed mm-hmm. and i i kind of enjoyed that because it, it's nostalgic and in fact you'll still see commercials doing that so like they'll do the the hershey's kiss you know the bells commercial They'll, yep. do the, they'll still run the Campbell soup, you know, the snowman that melts in its little kid commercials. So they still kind of do that kind of a thing where they'll, they'll take the earlier commercial and play it. Now, these days, though, they don't uh, replace the background music. Usually they just regurgitate the song and bring it back because a lot of it is little nostalgia and people are liking it and they get a, get a good response. I'm, I'm sure otherwise they wouldn't re-air the commercials if mm-hmm. they didn't get a good response for people purchasing. So, um but yeah, this is the first time I've seen where they've uh, that I can remember that they just changed the background uh, song. Actually, is what it was. So yes, ex- yeah, exactly. They just changed the soundtrack because none of these had any words. It was just you know the, right. the song, and then maybe an, an announcer saying you know, a voiceover guy just saying a couple of things here and there. But one thing that I really liked about this one is that you, you get the classic '80s um, looks. So they're yep. pouring the M&Ms into, you know, the bowl. But at the same time, you have the, the kids wearing the, those big sweaters and the little girls have the, the frilly 
dresses frilly nightgowns with the bows in their hair. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it reminded me of the eighties, their haircuts were the same thing. They had the, you know, the, the longer kind of Bob, yeah, with with the bangs, and then you got the kids in the in the the one piece long johns, long johns, yep, and the red colored long johns. And that's the other thing: a lot of their outfits were very holiday themed, like red and green and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of like Home Alone, the uh, the set designer, you know, the the production designer. He really didn't know a lot about, or he really wasn't into Christmas that much. But he knew that Christmas was red and green. And so he kind of designed the entire McAllister house with red and green colors. And so they kind of do that in this commercial as well. It's, it's very red, very green. You know, a lot of those uh, M&M kind of tones, which I thought was really cool. Right. And you get a, another classic Christmas image of a roaring fire in the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one kid's even decorating, you know, hanging an ornament on the tree. So he's trimming yep. the tree. I mean, it's, it really is a mini oh gosh uh, like a microcosm it really is a microcosm of christmas you know just every kind of christmas imagery you can think of is kind of thrown in there plus yep. m&ms <laughs> plus uh, you, get, you got the m&ms sharing in there you got to get the product in there otherwise you don't know what you're uh, that's exactly you're right promoting <laughs> and we get the the like the chocolate bean poured and i think this one ends as well with that sleigh yep it's a different sleigh than, than the first one because it it's going be, in that yeah. In the other one, it's coming towards you and it's lighter out. You can mm-hmm. see more of the snow where this one's darker. It's going away. So it's a different image. But it, again, it's a, it's a horse-drawn sleigh with the lights around it. And I was going to say, yeah, that ending one you probably like pretty well because you said you like that horse-drawn sleigh. I do. One of these days, you know, hopefully, God willing, before I pass, I would like to at least one time ride in a one-horse open sleigh. <laughs> Just to say I did it. <laughs> Well, you have to come up and join me, and we can find it together and do that. And there we go. Let's, there. Yeah, that'll be fun for sure. We'll we'll get a maybe we'll have a big uh, Christmas podcast host party, and we'll all just go riding in sleighs oh. and Christmas caroling, and you know. Something there you like go. That. <laughs> that could be fun. I think we can go. I think Chris, isn't it Chris from Yuletide TV? That's in Colorado. I mean, that'd be a perfect place to do it. Really, that's true. Yeah, definitely not here. <laughs> I, no, I'm gonna you could do to it travel. up here, but I better start saving because I'm definitely going to have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was a, a great commercial. I, I really enjoyed all of these. It, again, it brought me back to sitting on my couch watching TV, and you know, it was the '80s, so it was that classic that orange floral pattern couch. You know, it was kind of like mm-hmm. like, a, like a tan and orange kind of thing with leaves and. and Oh, yeah. and stuff like that. I think everybody had that couch. If your parents didn't have it, your grandparents had it. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Someone had someone had it for sure. And yeah, I just, for me it was my grandparents. There you go. Yeah. And I just remember sitting on that couch, you know, watching TV or sometimes my mom would throw out like a, a colcha, um, what's it called? A like a, a blanket comforter or something on the floor and we'd bring Afghan. out those. What's that? An Afghan? Yeah, something blanket? like that. Yeah. And we would just uh, throw our pillows down there and we would just kind of lay down and watch TV. And, you know, it was just, it was one of those, especially for Charlie Brown or the Grinch or Rudolph or any of those, you know, we'd just run and kind of, like you said, you, you go when you can during the commercials, you know, you hear the, it's on and you run as fast as you can to try to make it so you don't miss anything. <laughs> Leaping over furniture as you go and knocking over lamps and getting the the death glare from your mom. So. 
<laughs> there might have been a little bit of that here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> and then of course later on, Will Vinton, uh, as I mentioned, you know, the claymation guy, he, he really started getting into the computer stuff later on, and he came out with those in the '90s with the, uh, the you know, red and yellow. They hear something downstairs, and it's Santa and. He does exist. He does they exist. do exist. And they both, they all faint, you know, that kind of yep. thing. And then no, they did the, just, just red and Santa because it's, it's yellow. Oh, yellow doesn't. You're right. Santa. You're right. Just, you're right. I, Dan, he just goes, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> but then they did a sequel commercial. Like I was just going to talk about that. Okay, go, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They made a sequel with the commercial actually starts with that ending scene. Yes. The, you see the shadow of Santa fainting and you see yellow there going, Santa. Then you saw the presents, you know, must save Christmas or whatever to that effect. And he gets in the sleigh and just starts with the list, starts knocking presents down and they just drop it on cars, drop it on porches, <laughs> going all over the place. And then they cut to the North Pole, which I found interesting. It was a neat take on the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And Santa comes to and he gets a call. It must be the, uh, about the time of cell phones getting pretty popular because Santa had a cell phone mm-hmm. and he said that uh, the presents got to all the wrong houses. And then of course, yellow, he's always portrayed as the buffoon bumbling buffoon. And you can just in his low pitched voice, Oh, did I mess up Christmas? And then in a, in a really sweet note, cause you would, you, cause red's always given yellow a hard time. He is always, yeah. always basically calling out his errors and stuff and really sweet. Change of pace, Red says, no, buddy, I think you actually created something good. Because it's everybody coming out and swapping their gifts with everybody else. Who's it supposed to be for? Because yeah. they, they show people going, like this old man getting a, a pair of stiletto heels. <laughs> so you know people are getting the wrong ones. Yeah. And, but then you got people coming out, and, and that was the part of it is just, and I, I don't have that commercial up right now. I forgot what the tagline was in that. But it was just something about special about actually coming out and, and visiting others and enjoying others' company on Christmas. And that turned out to be really a really special, really sweet ending to that commercial, especially with the way red and yellow normally bicker and banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and red, yeah, you're right. He's more the sarcastic one. Yellow is kind of, like you said, a buffoon. I, I, I think I just call him more naive and innocent but definitely not quite all i don't know i guess he's a few bricks shy of a load is what you'd say here in the south but not really because he's actually kind of a smart guy he just he's funny he tries to get gets the brownie into the m&m and the, and the, and the more recent commercials where he's trying <laughs> to get the brownie in the m&m that's more recent so yeah, yeah you're right uh, that's kind of that. i think that's kind of why i label him as like a buffoon a lovable buffoon i mean yeah. And it's not that he's a complete idiot. It's just, he just goes about things in his own weird way. Yeah, that's exactly right. But on that note, let me say, uh, let me read some of these comments here because I, I put it out there on Facebook and, and several social media to see what some of our listeners would say. And so um, Anthony from Tis a Podcast said, I love the M&Ms, the candy, the Christmas commercials and the brand. Uh, given how ever, Hollywood has transformed everything into movies, I'm surprised the M&Ms haven't gotten one since red and yellow M&Ms in particular are iconic. 
And he said, as far as Christmas goes, I love when they bring out the red and green only M&M bags. And the original, he does exist. They do exist. Commercial is as iconic to me as the Hershey's Bells. The Hershey's Bells. There's another one. That, uh, iconic, like he said. I mean, whenever you see commercial, the, the Hershey's little things come on, you always think in the bells, even if it doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And I mentioned that one, the Campbell's Soup one. I mean, those are those are classics that, you know, it's it's almost like it's not Christmas if you don't get to see them every year. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, when they stopped running them, and you kind of go, I kind of miss that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, another totally rad Christmas all-star, Vinny Brzezinski, said, the M&Ms and the Hershey's Kiss Bells get me pumped for Christmas, both classics. Uh, and let's see. Mike Westfall, he pointed to that 1987 one. That we talked about that, you know, the uh, grab on to the M&M's feeling yep, as, uh, yep. as, that, as his M&M's commercial. Yep. He posted that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Jerry already uh, <laughs> sent me that one. I, I heard about that one. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's a, a Adam from you know, Merry Britsmas said for Merry a while, Britsmas. you know, my my go-to pre-lecture breakfast was a can of cherry coke and a packet of M&Ms. It's you know that's actually what I used to eat as well. Like whenever I'd go to the theater or or uh, not the the movies, you know, I'd always have a cherry coke. Sometimes just regular coke, but cherry coke generally and and M&Ms. I guess that's a lot of sweetness. Ooh. It's very sweet, yeah. But you know, like I said, I I, I have a pretty good pancreas, I guess. <laughs> you don't have diabetes yet. Uh, not as far as I know, and I hope uh, I hope we can keep it that way. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Tim Babb from, uh, you know, I Can't Wait for Christmas says, you know, I love the, that Oscar winner J.K. Simmons still does the voice for one of those M&Ms, which is true. Mm-hmm. You know, you think some people would be, um, you know, that, hey, wow, you know, I'm too big for this. But no, he's he kind of likes well, he does the, that. I like that. He does the um, farmer's insurance. That's true. He does. J.K. Yeah. Simmons does. Bum, bada, so, bum, I mean, bum, bum. Yeah, exactly. So he's not above above a whole lot. So Right. And then uh, Wendy Sizemore mentioned that I'm, I'm just going to read two more. So Wendy Sizemore says, I know they were, they were M&Ms with a different name on them, and maybe it's just me feeling nostalgic and all, but I really do miss the holidays chocolate candies. Yes, they were M&Ms with a different name. Maybe it's because when I was a kid, I wasn't a big chocolate fan, so I wasn't too big on M&Ms, but there was something, I guess, magical about these since they were specifically for the holidays. Magical is the exact word for those M&Ms, especially these commercials. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know what else I'd, I'd call it. And then finally, uh, Benji Pearson, um, he messaged me and he said that he collected M&Ms as a kid. He had loads of signs, containers, and figures. His parents even let him have an M&M Christmas tree in the TV room one year. And for his 10th birthday, they surprised him with some M&M bed sheets and a whole like blanket set and everything. And so to make it like a special, you know, like a bigger surprise, they let him fall asleep in the living room. And she went and made the bed secretly. And then after he fell asleep, you know, they took him to his room. And when he woke up, he noticed something was different and he couldn't quite put food, uh, put his finger on it. So he turned the light on and then he saw him and he kept him all the way until he was uh he was a teenager, so I thought that was kind of oh, cool. wow. Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there's uh, on that Facebook group there was that Paul Cranage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'm butchering his name, and I apologize. He's the one that that uh, when they say with that girl with the list mm-hmm. that said he needs to go with Sally's. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> send send tens and twenties. 
<laughs> Sally had it right. I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. And, and, he, and he, Paul also agreed with me about the, that rabbit hole that, that I had mentioned too. I mean, these things will get you down or a rabbit hole. He talked about some of the, the alcohol commercials, which you don't see a whole lot anymore. He, not even Budweiser because Budweiser always had those um, Clydesdales. The Clydesdales. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't see that anymore really either, which the Clydesdales used to be huge, especially at Christmas time. Yeah. And really the only time I remember seeing them now is during the Super Bowl. Exactly. And that, that's sad because those were, those were great. But uh, so I guess at this point, um, I just want to say a couple more things before we, we go on to, to my usual bits here. But um, I just thought it was really cool that over 400 million M&Ms are produced each day. Diabetes. <laughs> That's, that is probably true, but <laughs> it, it's a good thing to focus it, on that. That, 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 that. I have to say that with the disclaimer, that's diabetes only if one person eats all 400 million. That is true. Yes. Yes. So uh, if you do it, if you do it uh, reasonably, you're not going to get, you'll, you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. In 82, um, M&Ms were actually taken into space and they've been on every single uh, space shuttle mission since, which I thought was really cool. That is an interesting fact. <laughs> right. And um, let's see. Green debuted in 97. Of course, there was that whole bit. I remember M&Ms, they kind of leaned into it because it was an urban legend that greens were, the green M&Ms were kind of an aphrodisiac. Yes, so I remember that. they kind of leaned into it a little bit on some of those commercials there. You know? Well, they, they made her a female and more of a, like a sexy type female. That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's you get down to the other rabbit hole I just thought of too is um, um, Christina Applegate's commercial. Where you hear red oh. and... Yellow yes. going back and forth, and she just let me come back there and eat, eat you or whatever because they're in the chocolate because they have those chocolate bars now. With the chocolate M&Ms. bar, yeah, with the M and M's in them, yeah. So, and then you just see the two faces, like, oh lord. <laughs> and then in two thousand two, purple was chosen from two hundred different countries. They all voted, and purple was the one that was chosen. So, the purple color joined. So, you know, it's one of those where I mean, they're really. There's Eminem's World in Times Square, which I thought was kind of cool. The Dark Chocolate has always been another one of my favorites, um, you know, because it's, it's a little more bitter, so it's not as sweet. Those ones make amazing cookies, by the way. Now, what was I listening to? Um, was it Christmas Clatter or was it Season's Eden? I can't remember, but they were talking about special um, recipes that they would have and they'd have to go get. A special recipe, and it just turned out to be what's ever on the carol syrup. Oh, well, I know they do that in uh, in Friends. There's an episode of Friends where they do that. Yeah, but I can't remember which podcast just recently was talking about that. That's why it triggered triggered my memory. I just heard it recently. I listened to too many to try to sort them out. I mean, too many good episodes, <laughs> well, too that, many good podcasts out there. That is what your podcast is all about, right? <laughs> right. Which is why I usually have everything written down so I can keep them straight when I don't have them written down like now. It's like, okay, what was that about? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, and then uh, just w- one thing that I thought was really cool, which really doesn't, it's not really trivia at all, but that a lot of Harry Potter fans called the, the Booter Scotch because it was a, a Halloween flavor. So, you know, boo, butterscotch, booter scotch. Uh-huh. The Booter Scotch, the Harry Potter fans call it butterbeer M&M's. So I just thought that was interesting. 
Yeah, hey, butterbeer. I mean, my wife, made, my wife made some butterbeer that she found a recipe online. It wasn't too bad, really. Oh, nice. It's one thing that I always want to try. I don't know if there's an official recipe. I know there's... there's I think there is. Book, and I, I think you can get that sense. like in Orlando, Florida at, at the Harry Potter universe in Orlando. Oh, nice. I think they have that there, but I've never been there. So yeah, obviously thing. I'm not going anytime soon. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, um, I, I gotta ask, like, what would you say if you could would be your hap hap happiest memory, or or a moment of these commercials, but or just happiest memory of M and M's in general? Well, the happiest memory of M and M's in general, it, it relates to Christmas. Is just the morning getting up at. Uh, me personally, I, I, well, now that I'm older, it's not so much true, but I used to sl- love sleeping, and I'd sleep until like ten, eleven, twelve. 1 p.m. Oh, wow. and stay up late um, and I'd stay up late because I'm just normally a night owl but as I get older of course that's changing but Chris, Christmas all bets were off and that I was up at four or five o'clock in the morning oh yeah and much to the chagrin of my parents and a lot of go back to bed for another hour and then sitting there <laughs> watching watching that clock for an hour watching your watch for an hour come on let's get it to this time so 6 a.m. comes around I can get up but at 6 a.m. my parents would let me look at my stocking and that's where I had that candy cane of M&Ms and they'd sit there, go through your stocking, chewing on some M&Ms and, or have M&Ms here and there while you're opening presents and stuff. And so it's been a staple for me for Christmas to have M&Ms. So that's my happiest moments just sitting there with the family just on Christmas morning. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Same here. It's, it's kind of the same thing we would have like, Every time we would do anything like mega Christmassy, so like decorating the tree on Christmas Eve, opening presents on Christmas morning, we would always have my mom's you know Mexican hot chocolate and um, you know some M and M cookies. So it was like we couldn't do one thing without any of them. We had to have all of them together. And so for me, it's it's always about being with my brothers, my mom and my dad, you know our dog running around and putting on, you know, of course, the Time Life Treasury of Christmas music and then having those M&M cookies. And, and of course, we drink the hot chocolate with it, too, which, again, was <laughs> a lot of sugar. But at the same time, uh, you know. I wonder why we couldn't sleep on Christmas. <laughs> we were all, we're all jack- jacked up on sugar. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's like, that's like the best memory I have of, of Christmas. And so to this day, we have to have, M&M cookies and hot chocolate when we have our Christmas. So it's just, it's one of those things that now my kids will grow up with. And I kind of I really dig that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's spanned from, well, it's the 1940s to now, and it really hasn't gone out of style. I mean, things have changed how they uh, advertise them. I mean, obviously the commercials are changed with the technologies and stuff, but Overall, the feel of M&M's and Christmas is still as big today as it was when they first started doing that. I agree. But that brings me to my favorite part of the podcast, which is a little segment I like to call To the Max. To the Max. <laughs> so this is where we do our uh, best impression of one of our favorite parts of, <laughs> the, in this case, the commercials. And so this is going to this is going to be tough because commercials, a lot of these are singing. I don't sing. and. <laughs> Um. Otherwise, okay. there's a lot of video in there, and on an audio podcast, it's hard to do video. <laughs> <laughs> that's, very, that's very true. We might try it anyway, and then you guys can still vote. 
but <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, really, really get the people going away once they see my mug on, on <laughs> podcast. So uh, no, no, they wouldn't see it. We would just be doing the visuals on the audio podcast, <laughs> and let's let them imagine what it this is. That's exactly go. right. Yeah. But, <laughs> It's like charades for audio. All right. One one word, uh, two syllables. No, but um, so, you know, uh, just try your best to to pick something that that you really enjoyed. And what we'll do is uh, we'll put it up to the listeners to vote. Just kind of set up the scene for us. And, you know, the winner um, will get the new Totally Rad Christmas sticker, which is coming out since I'm assuming by this time you have already won your episode. You know, since it hasn't aired yet, uh, or I guess it will have aired by now. So um, you'll probably probably be getting a new sticker with this one. So, well, the the, the what I'm picking for the two of the Max is that Holidays Candy one with the little girl on Santa's lap. And at near the end there, after she sweetens Santa up with the candy, and here's my list. Boom, there comes Mile Long. (laughs) Christmas list. I mean, every little kid has got that. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's so funny. It, it's timed perfectly. And then you get Santa after that, she still sweetens a pot with some more candy in his hand. And that, that, that just gets me every time. That's just to the max to me for Christmas for little kids. Nice. Right on. Yeah. For me, um, it was kind of the same. It was from that same one. It was the announcer. And he says, Holidays chocolates, delicious milk chocolate in red and green shells. <laughs> yeah, you might have to change jobs here. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed, I liked it because it's one of those things that you find in commercials where they just tell you exactly what it is. And it reminded me, the reason I liked this particular one was because it reminded me of the Muppets Take Manhattan when they're trying to come up with taglines for their Ocean Breeze soap and Kermit the Frog. You know, they're trying all these other things and he's, you know, at this point, he has lost his memory, and he says, "Why don't you know? How about ocean breeze soap? We'll get you clean." And, yep. <laughs> and so, so then they say, "We never just thought, or we we never thought of just saying what the product does." And <laughs> so that so that's why I like this one because it's it's literally is just what the product is: delicious milk chocolate in red and green shells. <laughs> that's a good one too. Oh man! But now I do for sure have to remind you. The G.I. Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What would you say is the other half? The other half is not to squeeze M&Ms in your hand so they melt, so they can do what their taglines used to say, which is melts in your mouth, not in your hand. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Definitely do that. Uh, For me, uh, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is sneaking a discontinued product back into production through clever seasonal marketing. There you go. Or sneaking commercials in, sneaking <laughs> commercials back into on-air broadcasts with a different song in the background. There you go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is reused material. Sean, it's been fun going down this rabbit hole of Eminem craziness with you. Um, what do you want to plug? Tell me about your show. Uh, Christmas podcast podcasts. Uh, besides being redundant in its name, um, we give the listener basically an overview of podcasts that we host on christmaspodcast.com, which is a website geared to have a, you go there and you have, we have a bunch of podcasts on there, including totally rad Christmas and you can click on their links. 
you can find the current episodes on our website and, and listen to them, or you can click on the links and go to their sites and download all the episodes that they have. Uh, just to give the listener a wide variety of Christmas podcasts for whatever their liking is, because we have movie reviews, we have comedies, we have overall Christmas, we have uh, genre Christmases like Totally Rad Christmas, um, the Cozy Christmas, Christmas Foods, all that stuff on there. And um, we just update during the week what episodes have dropped and what those episodes are about. So the the listener can can listen and say, hey, yeah, I want to listen to that and go and grab it. And it's just a, kind of like a one-stop shop for getting uh, their Christmas content uh, fix. Right on. Very cool. Yeah, check it out. Um, he also usually has an, an interview. Lately, he's been doing an interview with a podcast host. Uh, I've yep. been on there as well as, uh, um, let's see, I believe Seasons Eatings. Glenn has been on there. And- Glenn, Glenn has been on there and – so as Jack from Total Christmas, and so has uh, Chris and Chris from Christmas Time in the City, Ricky Meese from um, Sleigh Bells, Bells and Mistletoe, and Scott from Jingle Jank, and uh, between you, Scott and um, Jack, I, I mean, I've, I've never uh, Craig Tim, too, right? Craig Tim, Craig's been on there, mm-hmm. but I, I Craig was really, really fun to mm-hmm. talk with. He's got such a, a different spectrum of Christmas that I never knew was out there until his podcast came out. He was just a great talk, but with you, with Jack, with Tim and with Scott too, I, I, I never laughed as much talking with people as I did with you guys. And <laughs> it, it's fun that way. Not to say I didn't have any fun with any of the other guys. It was just a different type of fun. You guys, I laughed with the other guys were informational and Christmas and warm and even even weird Christmas, you get the warm fuzzies from him too, mm-hmm. even if it is something weird. And it's just every every podcaster I've talked to has been phenomenal and great. And it's just been great talking to you guys left and right. And I don't know how to end this. <laughs> <laughs> and check it out. <laughs> every, everybody, everybody's great. So yeah, just check out ChristmasPodcast.com. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, I do retweet a lot from the Christmas podcast. That's at, at Xander0527. And then um, you can also find me as Xander on the Merry Forms of MyMerryChristmas.com too. So I'm all over the place. Yes, yes. And of course, I'm not as far all over the place as you are. You get around all over the place. That's <laughs> what I hear. I don't know how true that is. I think that's been blown out of proportion, but I'm <laughs> I think it's a funny bit at this point. So, is, I, is, is there a podcast you, a Christmas podcast that at least on Discord you have not been on? I haven't been on Weird Christmas or uh, Can't Wait for Christmas. Um, I haven't okay. been on Cozy Christmas yet. I mean, there's a few. There, Yeah, there's actually more than people. I think just because I've come out on Tis the Podcast so many times now that uh, people think I've been on more podcasts than I actually have. Well, and then you you did that that uh, that melee. That was that You judged that melee. So, I mean, you do a lot with Todd, too, and Todd's a great, another great podcaster there, too. And I'm going to be actually judging one of his melees coming up soon, too. Nice. So that'll be fun. That's going to yeah. be really fun. Yes. I, I That Christmas melee one, I never laughed so hard. <laughs> Listen to you guys. That was great. <laughs> First, when you get, when you get Tim on there and even Mike Westfall, even yeah, though they're, Tim's, they're Tim's guys. sense of humor and Mike's sense of humor are completely different. 
the way they play off of each other is just phenomenal. It, yes. I laughed so hard at it those was, two. It was hard not to bust out in laughter all the time while I was judging. I, I literally kind of had to put my mouth my hand in front of my <laughs> mouth like this just to block it because I wanted to laugh at just about everything. And, <laughs> and so who's good. who? Oh, Anthony, sorry, Anthony. <laughs> I forgot about Anthony because Mike and Tim were in him. Oh, that's going to get some deductions on me from Anthony. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, it's all in good fun. Anthony would take that and run with it. I know. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good guy. They're all yeah. good guys. Yeah, they're all great guys. Well, thanks again for coming on. It was a lot thanks of fun. Thanks for having me. And on that note, I'm going to end it by saying, grab on to that M&M's feeling because there's nothing like holidays for your holidays. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Santa eating a big handful of holidays M&M's, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>